Good evening and welcome to another glorious episode of Miss Soccer. I'm your host, Ellie, the Nottingham Forest fan, and I have my fam with me on the call. Let them introduce themselves. Good evening, listeners. My name is Herman, and uh, it's good to be back here. It's good to talk about football. Let's go. Good evening. My name is Bright. It's good to be back here, Barcelona fan. Just having fun as usual. You, you all can see how we are, we are, we are winning all our games. Uh, I'm happy to be back and can't wait to talk about football, more World Cup stuff. Yeah, and we can't wait. We waited so long to be back on the on the show, and we have 78 days to the World Cup. Are you getting as excited as I am, Bright? I'm so excited. I can't wait. I've always been counting 78 days, my same match, but we're still waiting. Yeah. Herman, do you know that the trophy tour had landed in Ghana? So, I mean, you could see how it would look like if the Black Stars are happy enough to get their hands on the trophy. Well, I mean, on the lighter side, we, we when it landed in Ghana, we go a pasta to prove our it for us. So, at least we, we, we in our line of belief, we think that we can win it, at least. Or we think that there are some superpowers or religiously, if we sort of satisfy that and we have a chance at it. So, yes, I know the trophy is in Ghana. I know David Trezeguet came with the trophy and I know Bright wanted to see the trophy. But I don't know whether he's been able to see it. All right, when is the show? Uh, it's tomorrow, but uh, I've not pushed for it. I think my schedule tomorrow will not allow me. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> our schedule has allowed us to be on this call and to profile another superpower, the United States of America. Do you, any of you happen to know their nickname, the, the nickname of the U.S. men's national team? Brian, do you know? Herman? So, for me, I, all I, I knew them to be was that they are called the U.S. men's national team. So, maybe, I mean, if you found it out, then maybe let's... Oh, okay, that's the Stripes, I guess. Exactly, the Stars and Stripes. Another nickname is the Yanks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But let's open this with a, a debate. Are the women's team much better than the men's team? Because it looks that way. The women's team are ranked number one on the Coca-Cola FIFA ranking, world rankings, while the men's team are ranked number 14. And even that, I think, flatters the men's team. Herman, first of all, what, what do you think about the women's team being much better? I think, I, I, I think their women's uh, team is very strong in terms of women's football. But, I mean, same way you compare, I feel like if we are comparing that, we are comparing apples and oranges. Okay. Because uh, when it comes to women's football exposure, it mainly started from that side of uh, the world. But when you look at uh, the men's football, it's very competitive and the field is sort of leveled. Um, So, yeah, I just feel like if we are comparing that, we are comparing apples and oranges. And I think women's football really kicked off there for the United States anyway, before it came to the mainstream anyway. So, yes, they've been dominating that since. And, well, we've had, in terms of the women's football, we've had the Germany, the Swedes, and the others coming up. But you can't just just oppose that to their men's football. And I think even their men's football is coming up now, now that they are paying a lot of concentration to that too. So, yeah. Um, um, Brian, do you feel the same way that the men's USA men's football team is coming up? It's picking steam. Uh, yes, in a way, but for me, I, I I don't see any significant 
changing in changes in terms of improvement. I feel what they were in maybe uh, from 2006, 2010, I mean, the USA men team, it's not, there, there's not been any significant change. I think the level is still the same. But talking about the development of football in the US as a whole, I think their league and staff have improved in a way. But talking of their national team, I've not seen any real improvement. All right, that, that, that's interesting you say that, say that because right now we are just looking around the, the national team. Historically, the USA men's team has been qualifying for World Cups uh, quite uh, regularly. Once a, while, once a while, they might miss the chance to qualify for the World Cup, but normally they are always there with the likes of Mexico from th- that part of the qualifying zone. Herman, don't you think their qualifying zone is too soft? I know you say yes, Italy got knocked out of the World Cup. <laughs> Europe is not North America is not Europe. Don't you think anyway it's too soft? Anyway, Ellie, if you mm-hmm. watch their qualifiers this time, eh, you testify to the fact that Honduras and the others were all trying to push and qualify. Previously, I would have said it was soft because the only main game you always look out for is the uh, U.S. and the Mexico because of the numbers and the viewership it draws. But um, regarding now, like I said, there's no Mino in world football. Like, there's no Mino again in world football. So I think it's coming of age. Yes, you say it's soft, but honestly, that's the level for USA. Uh, that's the level for the CONCAF. Yes, I think that's their level. So I don't think it's soft. I think it's balanced in a way, and I think it's their level main. Yes. Yeah. Bryce, in, uh, in the last qualifiers, the USA team won seven, drew three, and lost four. Are they tough enough for this World Cup? If, if you look at the USA team, mm-hmm. uh, they have talent. But their mainstream players, I mean, they are top players. If you look at the, the various clubs they for are struggling for playing time, others are on injuries. And even the ones that had a good a good spell over some time ago, I mean a season ago, are, are, are on the, uh, some injury kind of list. They're having injury problems. So I don't know. And then the World Cup is also quite quite close. So uh let's see. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll prepare Max to come and give, prove, prove some points in the Mundial, but mm. I'm not giving them that, that much expectation here. Oh, okay. I, I do hope you know that the USA team are one of three nations hoping that, hosting the next World Cup in 2026. Mex- they are doing that together with Mexico and Canada. The very first time the World Cup is going to be hosted by three nations at the same time. And the very second time after which the World Cup has been hosted by more than uh, by more than one nation, the first time it's been in 2002. Herman, do you think this approaching World Cup is uh, feeding into the minds of the USA? Hence, they have a lot of youthful talent coming into this team. I think it's 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 part of the whole plan. Uh, you know, with the uh, US, a lot of them, or with organized nations, when it comes to running uh sports or sporting activities mm-hmm. they sort of plan and put, make it a project and they try and track their goals i just feel like yes it's part of their plans but if you see what's happening uh, in terms of they having young talent or 
most of their talent being in Europe. Okay. It's come off the back of their competitive nature with the Mexico. So, you know, every year they try and play Mexico. And in these matches, it's like whoever wins takes the bragging rights. So off the back of it, from the times of, let's say, the Donovans to the Dempsey to the Josie Altidors, now it's come to the time of Pulisic and his uh, Rene and the others. So it's that rivalry, it's that uh, hunger to do well in terms of host and give a good account of themselves. And also the part about they evolving as a sporting body or as a football powerhouse. All right. It's interesting that both of you said, well, yes, they have talent in Europe, maybe with the, some of them being in the Germany Academy and all of that. But is it at the detriment of the MLS? Is the MLS just now retirement league? We've seen in the past, Hello, Beckham, Zlatan, and recently, um, Gareth Bale and uh, Giorgio Cellini go there. Is, are, is, are they using all these to prepare their talent in the MLS. Bright, first of all, you, you have a go at this. Yeah, for me, not entirely. There are several players who, at the end of their career, go to the MLS to retire and make some good cash for themselves. But on the other hand, we have other young players from Africa who go to the MLS and do very, very well. And even in Europe, European players sometimes go there like, uh, this guy, the Napoli captain last season, insane. he's been to M. He's he's moved to MLS. I don't think that guy will be retired retired anytime. But hardly do you ever see any MLS player go straight into the top five leagues. Uh, once a while, I mean, there was Jack Harrison of Leeds who did go from the U US the MLS into the Premier League. But, but Ellie, there are few and far between. Yeah. Yes, Emma. Ellie, Ellie, for me, I I feel like again, if you compare that, you are mm -hmm. sort of comparing, I mean, different strokes actually. But there's been a case where a lot of them are actually moving to the Bundesliga now. Okay. You also saw, I think Chelsea, Chelsea just purchased a goalkeeper from the league, I should think, right? Their backup goalkeeper, they were Solenka or something. So for me. It's about the, the gap they are trying to bridge and also trying to get their league better. You know, I think their model they are running is that they want to get their league better. So if you want to get your, your league better, instead of you exporting players, why don't you make your league a top five league? Then, then again, then again, we all know US is known for uh, their NBA. They love their NBA. So maybe getting these old players, maybe players who have the name, uh, who have made their names, uh, their name for themselves, getting to the end of their career, then getting them to the league will bring some kind of numbers to the, the stadium to watch the games so that they will, they will, they will that competitiveness at least. Not when, when was the last time, right? When was the last time you had a USA club qualify or represent the CONCACAF zone in the Club World Cup? It's usually Mexican clubs. For me, they've not gotten there yet in terms of competitiveness. But... They maybe they want to market the league first for at least the, fill the stadiums and stuff and before getting there. That's what I think. So, so they have all the money in the world, but they are not competitive yet. It's still early days, you know. Still early days. They've been running this from 
as early as 1996, the MLS, when they started bringing in Valderrama uh, and other big stars like that. And more than 20 years on, they are still finding their feet. Okay, so Ellie, I think the question you are posing is not being fair on the U.S. football. Okay. They've been running like uh, ages, well, like you said, in a while, bringing in uh, Carlos Valderrama and the others. But look at it. They are competing against other powerhouse of sporting activities. Okay. They are competing against the basketball, the baseball, even athletics. And but then again, the women's team college has, has thrived. The women's team has thrived. The women's team has thrived, but when you look at the women's basketball, you don't compare it to the football. So, again, I feel like, yes, they have to get there, but for you to get there, they have to market it first. That's why they've gone the way of trying to get the Beckhams and the others to get a popularity. And now they have good uh, teams. They have a lot of people. Like you mentioned, someone like Insinger. Insinger was not in his prime, like he's in his prime and he's left to go and play there. They are attracting top talent back and they are even exporting some of them. So for me, I think, like you said, monitoring the project. If after the World Cup in the USA and we see no progress, that's when we can be best judges of what they've done with their, their exposure. All right, and then let's go back to the talent they have, the players they do have. They have players like Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Junior Dest, Weston McKenney. Well, they have the list is endless. Tyler Adams, Zach Steven. What can you say about this crop of talented players the USA have? Um, let's start with you first, Herman. Oh, well, I've seen some of them, and I think, yes, they are talented players. I think... Um, and that is where the issue actually will be because everybody sees them in some of the top European leagues. So everyone thinks, okay, they are doing well. And that poses a threat to any other team. I think they are a formidable team. Uh, my only issue is actually they needing a, a, a better manager to assemble them well. I feel, yes, they are doing well, but again, they only do well in the CONCACAF. Uh, I've seen Pulisic, I've seen... Actually, for me, it's... Uh, Pulisic is very, very... A very interesting... I would say a very interesting talent. Because I believe that he he he, he peaked quite early in Dortmund. And now what he's doing in Chelsea is also commendable. Though he's not getting a lot of minutes. But like they say, he's the Captain America. And Captain America will always come to the show. I feel also in terms of their squad... It's a very balanced squad, and I expect them to actually do well. But again, my questions are over the manager or the management of the team. Okay, Hema, what do you think about it? Do you think it's uh, more useless? I, I, think it, it, I, I, I don't think it's... I mean, like you said, it's all youth at a point. But what, one thing I mentioned, someone like a Christian Pulisic, he picked that 19. So it's not about the age, it's about the experience. See him picking at 19, playing the Bundesliga for, I think, three years or two years, coming to the Premier League for two years. Again, that should serve him well. You mentioned someone like uh, Stefan. Stefan is the goalkeeper with um, Man City, I should think, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's also picked and he's also doing well uh, in a way. I mean, for him, I think because he wanted to make the World Cup, he's then gone on to... Um, was it? He's, he's gone on loan. 
Winston McKenney of uh, uh, sorry of Juventus. Yes, he's also doing well, and we all can see what he's doing. You've seen just uh, Sergeant of Norwich, what he did in the Premier League. So though you think they are uh, yeah, yeah. young or they are inexperienced, no, I would use the word inexperienced because that will counter what I'm trying to actually get across. Though you think they are young, I feel they've actually peaked quite early and they, they know what they're about. Like I said, they will just need a good manager to sort of assemble them well and get them running. All right. They'll need a good manager. The name of their manager is Greg Behalter. He's been the men's team's head coach since November, 20, uh, November 29th, 2018. In that period, he's led the USA to win gold against Mexico on 1st August 2021. And you, Herman, you say that he's not strong enough. He's already gotten them a title well that title is is a two horse race always the gold cup is not uh, a title that you can i mean i do understand that before i think before he won the last time they won was i think uh three tournaments before that actually but the gold cup uh judging by it is not really something that i'll use to um measure him the reason why i'm saying that is that um Again, I go to and I look at the ta- talent pool he has and how the Mexican team has also sort of um, lost form. That's what my, my argument is based on the fact that he has a good talent pool to choose from. Like I mentioned, the police, the Winston McKinney, the Joe Sargent, the Stephens and the others. I feel like with that talent pool, we shouldn't be judging with the gold cup. All right. Um Right. Do you also agree with um, Herman that Coach Greg might not be good enough at the moment? Yes. Uh, for the talent uh, the U.S. have, and it's uh, all what Herman said, I uh, agree with him. For for the talent U.S. have, I think what he needs to do is put that kind of hunger in them. You see, they have the young talent, so they should be able to make that hunger on on, on felt on the on the field of play. So I, I, they, they will not do that. They are not a team that will be expected to make the semis or maybe win the World Cup. But at least they should show us that the talent that they have at their disposal can be can be exhibited, can be used. We can we should see at least something on the on the world stage. So that is what I want to I want to see for the coach. At least tactics 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 wise, they should deploy. Is that this world so at least will fit will, will suit the those young guys on on the field of play? Yeah, so that that's what I have to say. At least the hunger that's what I'll be expecting to see. All right, the team has a hunger and they need to have a hunger if they want to go find this World Cup because in this World Cup they'll be facing England, ranked number five; Wales, ranked number nineteen; and Iran, ranked number twenty-three in Qatar. First, let's start with you, Herman. How do you see their chances against these three teams? Well. We've we've been mentioning what we say always. I think we you know that they are like you said, England. So that means for us, the favorite from the group is England. I feel they will battle it out with the Welsh team. And uh I think I see them that their their best actually could be that their best could be quarterfinal actually. All right. I so you say they'll be they'll, they'll they'll reach at the, they'll just fall at the quarterfinal stage. 
I think yes, that's where their 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 youthful team will get them to. Oh. But I feel they have a good chance actually against the Welsh team. They they can battle it out with the Welsh team. Uh, with uh, Iran, like we we said in the previous week, we we are giving them the last of it actually. <laughs> but no, we are looking out for that match because of political reasons. But yeah. I feel US when they play well against the Welsh team and they see off Iran. They can go to the round of 16 and from there make it to a quarterfinal. That's their best shot I'm giving them. Okay. And Bryce, what's what's your prediction here on the USA team? How far will they go and what are their chances against these teams? For me, the the their best should be the round of 16. And for their first game, USA was on that 21st November, 7 p.m. I that game will be hard for me to call, but I'll give Wills some slight advantage over US in that game. So overall, overall, the normal me is saying US will get eliminated at the group stage. But if they try and work beyond themselves, they will make it uh, at least the round of system. All right. All right. I think then um, I also gave my assessment at the tail end. But first, let's look at this small trivia. Do you know there are some of the players in this men's team who have actually professional fathers? Their fathers were professional football players in the same team. Who can name one? I think there are a few, though. Professionals. I'll go for Pulisic. <laughs> his father, uh, you are saying his father was a professional football player? Uh, because I felt like I, I think his dad was a professional footballer. I think he played in Germany. Either he was a professional footballer or a coach. That's oh, okay. who I'm going with anyway. All right. All right. But, uh, Bryce, who, who do you have in mind? One one player whose father was a professional player. Rena. Oh, yeah. That's the most Yeah, that's the that's the that's the most popular answer. Joe Rena. Yeah. And yeah. The, you know yeah. there was also a, actually George Weyer's son is actually in the team, Team Weyer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, actually. I, I think he plays for PSG, right? Um, or he's with... Yeah, I, I think I think, I think think so. I think so. I have to confirm. I think but he was um, George Weir's son is in there. And obviously, we know of um, Bob and Michael Bradley, father, for one, the coach, the other, the player, when they play together. I'm not very sure if um, Michael Bradley is still playing, although I know Bob Bradley still coaches. Um, well... Ria, Ria is with Leo now, so... Okay, okay. At least that's a little bit of trivia. Father-son father connection in the USA team. And then I, I'm also looking at, just by the side, our FPL. Sky Marshall is on auto-flight mode and he's leading the league table, I mean, before today's games. Hmm. Well done, Sky Marshall. Big ups to you. And we'll post the link to our FPL show in the show in the show notes and with that where are you on on our miss soccer league um, herman and bright are you doing well <laughs> or yeah in the relegation zone already oh, what a season i don't even know how to see it <laughs> what a season what a season I, I don't know i think i'm following my heart too much and i'm captaining kane which I shouldn't be doing, but I think I'm on eight as of now, and mm-hmm. I'm ahead of you, so I think I'm doing well. Bright is at 14, if I can see. Ah. But I'm at eight. I, I'm looking to build steam 
you know, hoping also that the World Cup break will give me some time to uh, recoup some small energy and then re-strategize and come. Maybe by that time, I should have uh, wind off my my allegiance to Tottenham Hotspur and also join the Haaland bandwagon. bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, and, and Bright yourself, how, how good is, has your FPL season been going? I think I've been too loyal to Song. Song, song <laughs> has killed me. <laughs> it's killing me since March day one. I've had songs since March day one. I think it's it's now it's time I ship him out. He, he's been killed for too long. Yeah, I, I hear you. So, 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 so Sky Marshall and then Hammer, all those on top of me to to, to play their cast or else. Hmm. I'm coming, giddy, giddy, giddy. <laughs> but he can't win himself off song. <laughs> well, you are coming, giddy, giddy, as they, as we'll see here in Ghana. And the USA are also coming, giddy, giddy, to Qatar. I will end by saying that, yes, there's an influx of young talent which will have good experience. And perhaps their ultimate aim might not be to win the World Cup here, but for the next in the next four years when they host the World Cup in 2026. And hence, this the operation of the USA might be operation host and win for the World Cup in 2026. We'll end with the song Gloryland, which was the last time the which was the team song for the World Cup, the last time the USA hosted the Mondial in 19. 19- 94. With that, thank you, listeners. Keep listening to us on your favorite podcast app. We appreciate your feedback, share your comments, and we are out.